This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. This is episode 18 of season three, the Cody Bellinger press conference. Don't forget to listen, download, review, most importantly, subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on the socials, Fly the W670 on Twitter and Instagram, and Fly the W on Facebook, or email us at fly the W670 at gmail.com. Crowley, happy uh, Wednesday. And uh, it's official, official, official now. Cody Bellinger is a Cub, at least for one more year at $30 million. And very interesting today, Cody Bellinger, Jed Hoyer, and Scott Boris all sitting shoulder to shoulder taking questions from the media. Dustin, I don't know if you saw my tweet on this at Crawley's Cubs, but to me, it was so funny to see like uh, Bellinger in the middle of Boris and Hoyer. It looked To me, it reminds me of like when you're with your mother-in-law and your mother at like some event with your kids just kind of like in the middle of two people that kind of may not like each other too much. So, um, you know, it, it was a fun press conference. Uh, I think that everybody, again, it was awkward, you know, Boris. Well, you know, let's prob- get into that. Let, let's get into this, Crowley. Let, let's get, I didn't think we were going to go here right away, but it, since we're here, let's, let's go here. Let's not, <laughs> let's not beat around the book. There, there's, why do you think he, I mean, I expected him to be in the room supporting Cody Bellinger, but, I'm shocked that, that he was sitting up there. Why, why would the Cubs, why would Jed Hoyer, who didn't look real thrilled, by the way, um, not as thrilled as he usually does. I mean, he's usually in those situations, a real uh, great leader and great example for everybody, but he didn't look happy. Why in the world would they give him that platform? Uh, you know, it was, here's the thing is, is you have to deal with Scott Boris. That That's just a fact. He has the best players under there. I bet he wanted to talk and honestly, probably to try to let him save face a little bit, Dustin, this is, he's the guy known for getting the big contract. And I think he overshot what he thought Bellinger was worth. And so, you know what, you give him this little cookie and maybe, you know, in the future, you're trying to keep good relations going. And you could see that that's what they were kind of trying to do later on in the interview. There was kind of some talk about, you know, comments that Tom Ricketts made. And, you know, remember we talked about how there was kind of that awkwardness between that exchange. And so, right, right. he, you know, they, I think everyone's just trying to play nice with each other. And, and guess what? You want Pete Alonso next year? Guess who you're going to have to go through. You know, th- those are the type of things. This guy ain't going anywhere. So, I don't think it was a big, I think it was kind of just kind of giving him a bone, giving him a platform. I mean, again, I fully expected him to be there. I thought maybe he'd end up having one of those kind of on the side type of things. I was just surprised that he was sitting up there with them at that moment. That's all. Now, one guy that did look happy was Cody Bellinger and he's excited. Here's what he had to say about finally signing with the Cubs. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, You know, just the constant support. Uh, from from the teammates, um, you know, obviously everyone knew how great of a time I had last year, and uh, you know how just a great great clubhouse that we had, and 
Um, you know, just the positive words that they were bringing this past se- or this past off season was just great to hear. And um, you know, obviously, was super excited to get back here with them. You know, the, the, there's we we've talked about this how the Cubs players to a man were all at even PCA all asking for Cody back. And they got him and, and, you know, just seeing him high-fiving and being in the locker room before today, it just, it, he was going to be a void if he wasn't there. It would have, you would have felt it this year and, and it would have been different. Yeah, he definitely, the Cubs definitely need him. And part of this, why I think this was able to happen the way it did is because Cody wants to be here and his teammates clearly wanted him to be here. Now this is where it gets fun. Dustin, here's Jed Hoyer on the process. And when we're done with that, we'll listen to how Scott Boris saw the process. Here's what Jed had to say. Yeah, I mean, I think really with, with, with Scott and with me, I think you can take the conversation back to July. You know, I think we started the conversation on this in July. Um, I think Scott will attest, like my, my comments to him about Cody have never wavered at all. I felt all along, you know, great fit for the team. Um, great fit in the clubhouse, you know, love the person, the family, all those things. So that was, that never wavered. I think that, you know, we probably talked more often than Scott would have liked, you know, but I feel like we, um, you know, I think, I think with any negotiation, um, I think there's sometimes a mis, you know, misperception that we just fire offers back and forth to each other. I think there's a lot of talking about what each side wanted. And I think over the last kind of, five to seven days before we got a deal done. I think we kind of um, targeted a deal that made sense for both sides. And um, at that point, we did start making offers and talking more often and get ser- getting serious. But we had a lot of talks. And like I said, our, our comments about Cody and our desire to bring him back never wavered. It was just a matter of you know, finding the right fit. You know, there, there, it's, it's hard because you can't really see it because this is audio. But if you watch the... Um, if you watch the press conference, there was some funny moments. And one of them was Jed saying, you know, probably talk to more than Scott wanted to a lot of talking, but Jed wasn't budging. And it only was until this last week that they really kind of started, you know, I think when I think that Cody wanted this deal done. And so that's when they really started shooting off the numbers that uh, Jed Hoyer was more comfortable with instead of Scott Boris and his six years, eight years, $200 million. So this looks like it all just got done in the last week, Dustin. Yeah, and if you believe what Cody said, he said that he just really found out that it was moving as quickly as it was basically 24 hours before it was announced. So at some point, you know, either late Thursday or early Friday was when he felt like this was going to get done when it got done. Now, Scott Boris, this is his take on how everything went. When you when you represent a player of Cody's caliber and you're talking about an MVP talent um, who's had – irregularity outside of consequences that are unrelated to him, like um, a 250-pound pitcher stepping on his ankle or a, uh, a teammate rather aggressively in celebration <laughs> causing a, a, an eventual surgery. Those are things that are not related to, to Cody or his durability or what he does. And, and free agency is like a, I don't know, it's kind of like a turkey and a and a thermometer. You kind of have to go in, see what the temperature is, evaluate it. And Cody and I agreed that that we're going to look at this in a couple ways. We're going to have two positive outcomes for this process. And the one positive outcome we knew that, and Jed was very clear that they wanted to 
a contract with Cody and, and, and have him on the team. And our dynamic was to determine whether there was uh, what, what it was on the other end with, with a contract of great length. And as we got through that process and looked to it, is that that's certainly where we let Jed know that on something like this, with this kind of structure, with this kind of flexibility, with these kinds of things, it's what we're looking for. And, uh, and we had mutual agreement and understanding that this, this type of structure was agreeable to both of us. So, um, you know, teams, each team functions in their own way. Is that- so I just listening to him, you know, I think that he, again, he thought that Turkey and the temperature, the thermometer, I think he misread it. He thought the market was going to be a little bit hotter and the Turkey wasn't that hot, but he did bring up Dustin. And I thought this was interesting. He brought up the injuries. Okay. So he, he brought up the injury to Enrique, uh, Kike Hernandez. If you remember, he high fight him too much in the playoffs that hurt his shoulder. But from what a lot of people think, it wasn't that as much as a matter of that there was a play um, where Boris brought about 215-pound pitcher stepping on his ankle. That yeah. was a play where Ramin Guadan from the A's, and it was the worst thing because it was like a 10-3 to Dodgers blowout of Oakland, and there was a, a chopper to first, and Guadin is, is, is a big pitcher. He's, he's heading towards first, and it's a close play, and he steps on Cody's ankle. And that left him with a fractured left fibula. So something within those injuries, I mean, we talked about this, Dustin. The reason that Cody didn't get the big money is because people want to see him do it two years in a row and hope that it's not just a fluke year before handing him a massive check. Right. And I understand that. And this is what the market provided. So that's what's going to happen. Right. But I can tell you that, like, again, looking at the visuals of it, you could totally see that Craig uh, Scott Boris was not the confident, cocky, smirky swagger. No, was- no. Good point. Good, good point. Good observation. <laughs> yeah. He looked like he had uh, eaten a little turkey or maybe a little crow. Maybe he had a little, uh, what is it? The uh, tryptophine? Is that is that the thing that's in the there- turkey that makes you want to take the nap after you eat it all while you're watching the Cowboys play? Look more like indigestion to me, but uh, who knows? But as, as we kind of go through here, um, you know, we're, we're talking about Cody's desire to return. This is what Cody had to say about that. Didn't hide the fact, uh, internally that I, I did want to come back here and, um, you know, I just, you know, loved Wrigley Field. I loved the fans. Um, me and my family enjoyed, you know, Chicago. And, um, when it was, you know, coming towards the end and everything was kind of coming to light a little bit. And this was definitely something that, um, you know, Definitely I wanted and um, both sides agreed on and I'm super happy that it worked out the way it did. Hoyer and if you remember Hoyer and uh, Tom Ricketts on the last game of the season, I think they both spoke to Marquis. Both of them talked about how Cody did enjoy his time here. Obviously he enjoyed the locker room. His, his teammates are ecstatic and, and talking about his wife and his family enjoying the city of Chicago. So, Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazon's 
of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. You know, I think that that ultimately, you know, when, when he wasn't going to get that long-term deal and it was going to look like a short-term deal, the Cubs were where he wanted to go. Yep, no doubt about it. He wants to be here. The Cubs wanted him. It, it, it makes a lot of sense. And again, $30 million is nothing to sneeze at, right? He's getting no. paid. It's not like he's making 18 or 17. It's not a, I don't really consider this a, uh, to me, this isn't really a pillow contract. He's getting, he's getting the yearly wage that he was looking for. He's just not getting it over six, seven, eight years. Now, one thing that's going to pump Cub fans up is, is one of the, another reason why Cody wanted to come back to Chicago. Here's what he said. You know, once, um, we understood what was going on about it all. I was wanting to be here, and, um, you know, I did want to come back to this team, and I did want to, you know, do my best help. I mean, we were so close last year, like, you know, so close last year to, to becoming a playoff team, and um, that was a pretty important piece for me was to get back here, and I want to help bring the, this team to the playoffs, you know what I mean? So that's definitely what a, that was a want and a need for me. I wanted to, I wanted to try and do that. Now, fans are going to love that, but th- to me, that was really, like, it was a passionate moment for Cody. He really was talking about, like, being so close and wanting to kind of come back to that. And so, uh, you know, I'm thinking that all in all, it, he's going to, you know, these this whole team, I don't think it's just Cody. They are kind of, I do think that they hold a little something that they felt that they should have been a playoff team next year. And to come one game short, I think that they're really going to want to fight back and, and show that they are a playoff team this year. Yeah, he wants to finish unfinished business. Guess what? I want him to finish unfinished business as well. And he's going to be a big reason if they're able to finish that business that they got started last season. No doubt about it. Now, we've talked, Dustin, about how PCA is probably going to be one of the guys most affected by the signing. And here's what Cody had to say about Pete Crow Armstrong. I love Pete. I think that he's an amazing kid. Um, And he's got such a bright future ahead of him. Um, He's an amazing talent. Um, you know, actually during this whole process, you know, we continued to chat just because, you know, I, uh, I, you know, I really love the kid. I respect, I respect him and, and how he plays the game and everything. And so we've had a lot of open communication with each other and, um, it, it's nothing but love between us. And, um, you know, like I said, he's, he's an amazing talent and he's going to have a really, really long MLB career ahead of him. So, you know, it's just good because we do want uh, Cody to be a good mentor to PCA and kind of to help him out. And as I've mentioned many times, PCA is only 21. It's not like he's 26, 27. He's going to have a long career. This just takes some of the pressure off him. He doesn't have to be the offensive star to replace Cody's numbers. He can literally take his time and ease into it. and, And I have no doubt that he'll be on the big league club at some point in time this season. Okay, so a couple things there. At some point in time this season, Mm -hmm. that's what you just said. And also, so based on what was said, do you believe that he is going to um, be the starting center fielder now? I think Cody Bellinger, yeah. So he's your starting starting center fielder. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. So that's interesting, right? I mean, okay. So Shaw's who's playing first then without a doubt. I would go. I mean, I think that's what we're going to see there. You see a lot of Michael Bush so far. He just came. All right. I had his first couple starts. We're, they're going to look at Matt Mervis. I think he's had uh, some good at bats. I've been watching him. He's had a really good eye, I think. And then Patrick Wisdom uh, against lefties. So I think those are their two of those three guys are going to be it. Wisdom and yeah. either Mervis or Bush. Well, we got to keep an eye on that. I'm not so sure I love the idea of PCA going back to the minors and having Bellinger in center primarily and then a hmm question mark over at first. Yeah, and 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 but Dustin, if there is a hmm, question mark at first, and you see that, and PCA is tearing it up in Iowa, then you could easily put PCA back in center, and you can move uh, Bellinger to first, and then you can send one of the other guys down, whoever's up. No, I, I listen. I, I get it that you can make moves. I'm just curious how it's all going to shake out for opening day out in Texas. That's all. Now, this is another funny moment here. Uh, Scott Boris was asked if he had any more press conferences coming up. Scott, uh, do you have any more of these events scheduled in the next few days? <laughs> <laughs> so the reason everybody's laughing is because that was the only time that Boris directly looked Jed Hoyer in the eye. He actually looked around Cody, looked directly at Jed, like, hey, Jed, are we doing any one of these? Because, hey, those, you know, Jordan Montgomery and Blake Snell are still out there, so... Hey man, you know what? If you're gonna if you're gonna hit that luxury tax, why not why not go for the whole enchilada, right? You could still yeah, be whole hungry. enchilada, right? Yeah, whole <laughs> enchilada, yeah. right? Whole if they you know, I wouldn't mind it. So hey, let, let's get some more guys. I'm I'm not done, um, but Jed, not our money, not our money. Go ahead, <laughs> Jed. Jed did kind of have to say that the team was kind of done. Here's what he said. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that would be the expectation. Um, obviously, we're never gonna stop looking and so you know I, I never put a final you know final nail in, in that because i think that you know things come up all the time trades free agents but you know certainly we're it's the 28th of february um so yeah i, I think that's the expectation though i would never rule anything out is kind of how i would phrase it yeah now i'm telling you dustin and and if one of those guys blake snell or jordan montgomery would take a one-year pillow deal i would absolutely jump on that absolutely. i just yep. i just yep. don't see that happening though yeah. with i agree with you i don't see that happening that that i don't i don't see that and let but again here's the thing the cubs can go right up to the 11th hour on this so again absolutely. it's going to be another game of chicken and who's going to blink first no doubt about it, but I think with those guys, they're older, so it's like Cody Bellinger is still pretty young. Was he 27? You know what I mean? Well, he he's 28. Play. He's 28. So 28. He's, yeah. he's younger so saying, than like, Snell. Right. Oh, absolutely. Younger than Snell, right? Younger than Montgomery. So, you know, those guys have to kind of get the longer deals. You don't want to waste years here. So that might affect their value. But, hey, you never know, Dustin. We, You know, you never know. And, and so – you know, Scott Boris was asked about, you know, some of these guys signing and Boris talked about how it does make a big deal and can completely change the makeup of a team. And and remember, I had Rowan on Kovac from Fox Sports talking about how the Cubs right, you know, back in when he wrote the article in late January, were the most disappointing offseason team. And Roman said, all it takes is one or two moves to completely flip an offseason. And that's what the Cubs did with this move. We went from feeling very unsure and not really happy with the offseason to feeling a whole lot better. And so here's what Boris had to say about 
what his other clients can contribute. And this is frankly where Baseball Analyze operates at its best. This is no different than right now is no different than the uh, trading deadline in, in July. I get to add players that can in one day change a locker room, as we've seen happen today. You know, and when Cody Bellinger walks in, you watch the glow of a franchise and, and the opportunities of a franchise completely change. And that, that impact, I think, is what uh, is something that is known to the, to the staff and the people that study it and know it. And there's more certainty to their decisions when you, when you make decisions at, at a later time in free agency. So I don't look at it as a negative. I just look at it as, as an element of how markets develop in particular situations and where we happen to be in one at this time. You know, it really did change the whole outlook for me, Dustin, of this season. I was not comfortable going in without Cody Bellinger or someone that could replace his offensive value to the Cubs. Now, after all of this, I feel a ton better. Oh, gosh, so much better. I mean, you know, as we talked about, the angst, the hand-wringing, the emotions, the roller coaster, trying to figure out where the pop was going to come from, who was going to take on the extra responsibility for hitting those home runs, right? We said on a previous episode that um, Swanson, Hap, and Suzuki all were going to have to have a minimum of 25 home runs apiece, bare minimum for this thing to work out. And now maybe they don't have to have 25. Sure, I'd like each of them to have 25, but maybe they, now they don't have to each have 25. Absolutely. And so one more note, the Cubs did make a procedural move. They traded lefty Bailey Horn, who I, I thought was, you know, Cubs need lefties, but they traded him back to the White Sox. So the Cubs got Bailey from the White Sox in the Ryan Tapera deal. And the Cubs get back 23-year-old right-handed pitcher Matt Thompson. So Matt's not on the 40-man roster. That frees up a spot. Cody Bellinger takes it and wishing Bailey Horn nothing but the best except against when he faces the Chicago Cubs. Absolutely right.